Welcome to Awario Marketing Talk, a podcast where we uncover digital marketing secrets. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to Awario Marketing Talks. And I'm so excited to have you return and talk to you more in depth about customer care and social listening. And my first question may seem like a bit of a wide one, but I think it's important to start from the basics this time. So my first question is, what are the features or characteristics of a customer-centric business strategy? I'm going to answer your question with a question, which is, have you read Jim Collins' book, From Good to Great, and seen his flywheel? No, I don't think I have. Okay, so we actually took the flywheel that Jim Collins created and made a new one where the customer and customer social and customer care is in the center of the flywheel and that drives growth. And the reason why it drives growth is because think about how many people are using digital media to shop and to research for shopping and to make buying decisions. You know, we know that over 80%, at least here in the US, of people use social media to help with purchasing decisions. So what we did was recreate the flywheel to put social-led customer care in the middle, which means we're talking to people throughout their entire digital customer journey. So we're talking to them when they're making those acquisition questions. So like, do you offer free shipping? Do you have this in my size, right? Those are buying questions. Those people are in the buying moment. And if you can answer them quickly, you can hopefully acquire them as a new customer. But then if you go all the way through the flywheel to retention, right, keeping customers, a lot of people are now using social media to ask those retention support questions. So I can't log into my account. Help me understand your return policy. Do you, you know, uh, do you charge me shipping if I return these shoes? Those are questions that people are asking a lot now on social media. So, but essentially we're looking at social media to drive growth within the company through social-led customer care. That sounds really interesting. And yeah, I think like it's important to stay, to look at this on the whole and like look at every step and at customer care to this step. Uh, okay, my next question is, you recently hosted a talk titled Marketing with Empathy. And I wanted to ask, uh, what does this phrase mean to you to market with empathy? And do you have any tips for businesses, for our listeners? who want to market with empathy, but maybe don't know where to start? Yes, that's another great question. So, you know, a lot of people think about these questions that we're talking about that come through on social and they want to use a bot. And I have nothing against bots. I think chatbots are wonderful and they can answer very transactional questions. You know, are you open today? What are your hours today? Where are you located? But if you go into a business that has more nuanced questions, like is my doctor in network, you know, for a healthcare provider? Um, when, you know, what, what am I going to have to pay for my tax return? All of us in the U.S. just had to do tax returns, mm -hmm. right? So those are nuanced questions that a, that a bot probably can't answer because they require empathy. Like, oh my goodness, let me help you understand if you're a doctor's in network. Um, you know, I can understand how frustrated you are if they're already frustrated. Essentially, it's we have a, a formula that we use at B Squared Media 
and it's called A cubed. It's actually A cubed instead of B squared. And it goes acknowledge, align, assurance. So you acknowledge the question by using empathy and acknowledging the issue, right? I'm so sorry that you're having frustration with fixing this printer jam. And then you align, align yourself with that community member or customer and put yourself in their shoes, meaning empathy, right? And let them yeah. know that you understand. If it's a big deal to them, you have to pretend like it's a big deal to you or it should be a big deal to you, right? <laughs> And then the third one is assurance. You want to provide assurance. So you want to keep the lines of communication open. Even if you can't solve their problem right then and there, you want to let them know, hey, I don't have an answer for you right now, but I will get back to you within 24 hours with an answer, right? Give them a time frame and then mm -hmm. beat that time frame. Come back in 15 hours instead of 24 with the answer. So um, that would be the, the formula that we use, acknowledge, align, assurance, and that's how we kind of make sure that we're using empathy at every corner of those questions. Yeah, I kind of want to introduce this formula to our customer care team and our you now, because it sounds like so great and so logical. Yeah, uh, speaking about automation, do you think there is a particular moment in business story in the development of business where you should introduce automation to customer care? Does it depend on the size of business? Or like you said, you can automate simple questions for smaller businesses and leave more difficult stuff to like owners. Uh, where should you consider automation? Is it at the very beginning or later? What do you think? It's really throughout and it does depend obviously on the company and the types of conversations that you receive. So if you're just starting out and you're thinking about, you know, using social media for customer care, just start tracking all of the conversations that you get. You know, the first thing I would do is, is, is track all of those conversations. You could actually do this through a tool or you could go natively. You could go into your, you know, uh, native Twitter business account and pull out all of the incoming messages that you receive. You could do that on any, you know, native social channel. Then go through all of those um, questions and conversations and start to give them tags, right? These are all acquisition, meaning these people had pre-purchase questions. These are all retention, meaning these people are likely customers and they have support questions. Then you can also go through and kind of start to see what kinds of questions are getting asked. And if they're those easy FAQs, frequently asked questions, you could certainly set up a bot to answer those questions or automation to help, you know, filter through some of those questions and take the load off of your human team. But if you see that every question is different, right? None of them are the same. And every question requires like several steps as an answer or like a longer response. Then you may have to say to yourself, a bot and automation may not work at any point in our process, right? Maybe we could use automation to send out a thank you email once they schedule, like let's say you're, you know, you offer repairs for refrigerator. If somebody buys your refrigerator and it breaks, you probably have to have a repair person come out and fix that refrigerator. So there might be automation built in for that thank you so much. How did how was your service after they've scheduled their service? But maybe it doesn't happen early on when those those uh, you know nuanced questions are getting asked. Yeah, and you mentioned tracking those customer questions. And last time we spoke, you also told us about using social listening for customer care and identifying sentiment. And you told this great story about like 
the coffee maker that was uh, uh, yes. got some <laughs> negative reviews, but then uh, they fixed it. Yeah, uh, with the social listening. And I was kind of wondering about your own social listening routine. Like, what do you do when you run social listening for a client? How do you use the tool usually? How do you check notifications? Or do you go to the tool regularly? This kind of stuff. Yeah, we live inside of our tool like 24-7. Um, I, I think the number one advice that I would give to people is around that acquisition and support, right? Because I think when it comes to organic social media, the, the C-suite, the higher-ups, the company leaders, they still don't quite understand the value in organic social media, right? A lot of them are like, we know we have to do it, but it doesn't provide any value. And I think one of the first things you could do with the social listening tool is start to tag all of those incoming questions as acquisition or retention. We actually did a project where we asked all of our social customer care clients, how much of your social chatter do you think is acquisition? Meaning how much of your social conversation online is people pre-purchase, right? They're in that pre-purchase mode. They're in the buying moment and they're asking you questions because they may buy from you. And they said zero to 5%. So what we started to do with our social listening tool was tag all of the incoming conversation as acquisition, pre-purchase, or retention, post-purchase. And what we found was that all, every single one of our clients had over 20% acquisition chatter happening on social, meaning looking, you know, looking at new customers, people potentially going to buy. Some of them had product lines. I kid you not. We had we had one client who had four product lines that were all over 60% acquisition. Some of them as high as 80%. So now we're working with their sales team to look at those questions that we got for acquisition and create better and more engaging nurture sales content to help close the deal on social that day if we can. Wow, that's really awesome numbers for them. Yeah, so, yeah tell me about it, right? Very far from where yeah. they thought it was. <laughs> yeah, it's important to keep your eyes on conversations online. And uh, that's my segue to actually your book uh, that you're yeah, releasing very, very soon, Conversations That Connect. I wanted to ask you what inspired you to write this book and who are the people who will get the most use out of it? Like, uh, who are the specialists who will want to purchase it and read it? Yeah, I'm so excited. It should be coming out um, at the end of May or, you know, by middle June. Um, but essentially, it's conversations that connect how to use social ed customer care and social listening to get better at social media. And um, it's it's been a long time in the making. I actually did my undergraduate thesis work, my thesis study on what's, this is a terrible name, but a great concept. It's called the social penetration theory. And basically two psychologists, social psychologists in the 70s said, you know, how do we form relationships? How do we build trust? And what they found was that we build trust and relationships by disclosing information to one another. I tell you something about me that you don't know, and if you align with and like that information, you share information with me. And if I align with and like that information, we move the relationship forward. They actually said that there's four levels of disclosure, cliches, facts, 
opinions and feelings. Cliches and facts really don't do anything to build trust. And guess where most brand content lives? Cliches and facts, right? So the whole premise of the book kind of starts with the why, like how to get more into sharing opinions and feelings and asking for opinions and feelings from your audience, your community, you know, all of the different segments that you have. And then part two goes into the how. So I literally tell people, here's how we use social listening. Here's how to set it up. Here's the tags. I give, you know, several case studies, like the coffee story that you mentioned throughout part two of the book. But essentially, it's kind of a two-part process. We have to get better with our content because our content's very cliche and fact-based. We have to start aligning our brand goals with the goals and the values of our customers and vice versa. And then we also have to start using tools like social listening and tactics like social-led customer care to have more of those opinion and feeling-based conversations Um, to see those conversations and bring in that social intelligence and data so that we can make more innovations based on the voice of the customer. Because we all think we know what the customer wants, but we're not really looking at the data to find out what they actually want and then giving them that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I I already want to read this book. Thank you. It sounds so interesting and exciting. Wow. Uh, So uh, my last big question for you is about the future of course uh, in marketing industry we are always trying to predict the future what will be the next big thing so i wanted to ask you in your opinion what will be the future customer care trends i mean i think we've already started to see what the future is going to look like right we saw that during the pandemic more and more people moved to social media so even some of like the baby boomers even some of those older generations who kind of held out were kind of forced to go online and they started shopping online during the pandemic as well. We've seen an explosion in what's happening with shopping online, right? There's live conversational commerce, there's social commerce. So you can now buy with such ease without ever leaving the comfort of your home, which we know that the younger generations really like to do. We also know the metaverse is being talked about widely. The metaverse, essentially, you know, all of these activities, events, shopping, concerts happening online. But guess what? As with all things, as humans, if we need help, typically we want a human there to help us. So I think the only thing that's going to change or what the future brings is that you need to start preparing for social-led customer care now if you haven't already because as these things continue to grow the metaverse all of these online shopping availabilities one click purchasing more and more um, companies need to put some effort into social ed customer care both for that acquisition you know getting new customers and keeping the ones that they have yeah i think that's great advice so i have some short bleed questions for you which uh, require a short answer uh just for fun so the first one is what's the first website you open in the morning oh probably oh this is boring microsoft email (laughs) (laughs) you're the second person who answers oh it's so boring i know it's so boring (laughs) and what 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 website in terms of content do you open the twitter 
Twitter, Twitter, yeah. Twitter hands down. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for, for customer care, what do you prefer? Email or chat? Chat. Chat. Yeah. I would say even social, but if it's if it's email and chat, I would say chat because I I just I like the little details. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh what's your favorite social media platform at the moment? Oof. It's a toss up between Twitter and LinkedIn. I love Twitter. Twitter's always been my number one, but LinkedIn mm -hmm. lately has been coming in close second. Oh, I love your LinkedIn posts. I like oh, follow you. you and read almost everything. And I really like like seeing you on my timeline on my oh, news. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, and the last question for the Bleeds part, podcasts or articles? What do you prefer? How do you prefer to get your content? You know what? I know this is going to be a weird answer. I'm weird. I'm just weird. Okay, let's just <laughs> let's just put it out there. I'm weird and you can put that right in the title. Brooke Bellis, <laughs> she's weird. Um, articles. I'm not a big audio fan. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I'm just, I love to read. I've loved to read mm -hmm. since I was a child. So articles. Yeah, I understand. Okay, and I think that's it. But I really want you to tell us where can our listeners find your book and also find you online and follow you. Absolutely. You can go to B squared. So it's the letter B and then the word squared, S-Q-U-A-R-E-D dot media. So then not a dot com, but a dot media. <laughs> and then for the book, you can see it there on the website, but you could also go to our bit.ly link. So it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital B, the number two, and then lowercase book, B-O-O-K. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you for those great conversations. As always, it was lovely to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. You guys always give the best interviews. Thank you for listening to Awario Marketing Talk. Hit the subscribe button if you are new to our talks. If you are a long-term listener, do not forget to like, comment, and share. Leave the questions down below if you want us to cover some specific topic. Stay tuned for our updates.